Hey everyone, happy 2020, um, she's back, yeah, I'm back, um, I've got a lot to talk about, <laughs> I feel like I started being a podcast with that, um, but I've got a lot to say, I've been MIA, I know, I know, um, but there are reasons as to why, tune in to hear more, um, but, um, for real, so, um, sorry, I'm looking at my notes, um, there are reasons as to why I haven't gone for so long. And also, I made a decision to not come back as soon as I wanted to because um, I was going through a lot. And I think when you're going through the pits, um, I don't feel like it makes sense to, you know, outwardly and openly announce that you're going through the pits. Um, especially in the context of a podcast, because um, I don't think it's going to help anyone. And um, um, I think it's better off, like you're better off like postponing and waiting thing, waiting till things almost become semi-normal again for you to openly and outwardly speak about what you're going through because your perspective when you're in the pits is a little bit distorted so you may say things that you don't necessarily feel and things like that um but yeah I've also decided that this specific podcast I'm going to split into two parts because I know it's going to be long I tried recording it before and it just got it got a little bit too long for one um podcast episode so it's going to be split into two but um yeah and before I get into what I want to talk about I'm just going to um put a disclaimer here um if you're going through a lot um and uh you know I'm talking about in terms of like specifically depression or anxiety um I do recommend that you do not listen to this podcast because it could be potentially triggering and it could potentially put a hole in you um, trying to heal yourself. Maybe if you want to listen to it, take a couple steps back and process things before you do listen to this. I'm going to try my best to not make it triggering per se, um, but there's only so much I can do to prevent someone else being triggered by the things that I talk about. Um, so it's a disclaimer. And another disclaimer is that this is obviously me, my specific journey. Um, just because I have been diagnosed with anxiety and depression does not necessarily mean... And if you have been diagnosed too or potentially feel that like you are depressed or anxious um it doesn't necessarily mean we're going on the same journey if that makes sense like the way I go about and do things does not necessarily mean it'll help you in that way like um I hope I'm making sense but we are all on different journeys in this lifetime and just because we're necessarily been dealt the same card does not mean that we deal with it in the same way if that makes sense but yeah let's get into it um because this is gonna be a long um okay so where have i been um 
not gonna lie i was very busy with schoolwork so and it was the end of my third year um, my degree is only three years so i was working and doing a lot of school and university stuff so i was unable to really sit down and make a podcast um and also near the end of um my semester term whatever you may call it um i started going through the most um near the end specifically i was getting very anxious and very worked up about a lot of things and i didn't understand where it was coming from because i mean like i had no work to be anxious or to be worried about but I could just like I could feel it almost bubbling to the surface if that makes sense and also what I've realized specifically with anxiety is that like sometimes you don't even know why you're feeling anxious which is frustrating like it's really frustrating and that's how I felt then it's like you've been given a problem to solve but you don't even know what the problem is um so like first you gotta look for what the problem is in order to solve it and sometimes you don't necessarily know what the problem is um so it requires a lot of introspection for you to find out what that problem is to solve it but um yeah so i was feeling very anxious and very worked up which was very strange because i was on holiday um so there was nothing for me to feel anxious about um and looking back at it now I realized that I think I just didn't set aside a lot of time for me to like sit and chill and like catch my breath if that makes sense so near the end when I had time to catch my breath like I I it almost like hit like a train like it all of it all of it just came like all of the emotional and all all of the other problems I was going through like almost like hit like a ton of bricks and it was all too much for me. Um, so let's go into specifics. Um, uh, where do I start? So like I said, I was feeling anxious, worked up. And um, I also said like to a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, to the people around me that I felt like um, so many things in my life were out of control. Like, so many things were starting to spiral, if that makes sense. Like, so many things were were not set in stone, which was making me feel very anxious and worried. Um, and I'll give an example of one of the situations that was very frustrating, but it all got solved, and it wasn't anyone's fault, per se, but it did almost, like, break the camel's back so I was feeling anxious and then this situation happened and then it just all hell broke loose. So what happened was um, it was the end of the year. Um, I decided the following year I wanted to do, I wanted to do honors at my university um, and um, and I thought um, I applied, I thought I'd get in, and I did get accepted, and everything was chill and fine. So everything was going according to plan, even though I was feeling anxious, I was like, you know what, it's it's alright. Like, even though I don't know why I'm feeling so anxious, you know, it's fine, everything is working out right. So I go out for lunch with a couple of friends, and a conversation gets brought up that reminded me that, uh uh-huh, I forgot somehow throughout the the course of the year i'd failed a module <clears throat> i failed a module um i think in term two or term three 
um and not like failed like 45 percent not like yeah it was like a 38 percent so i couldn't even um like get a resub so i was frustrated about that um at the time and i didn't understand why or where i'd gone wrong so i emailed a lecturer and i was like dude what's going on like i got this mark on my online report what's what's happening and what he said was that no don't worry you only have to worry about um the end of the year presentation so don't stress about it like focus on getting the rest of the year sorted out and getting everything up to scratch so we you won't have to worry about that so i was like cool fine but like i said i was out for lunch with a couple of friends and it made me realize um i got accepted into honors what's gonna happen with this module because i failed it um so went to my university talked to them and they said you know i obviously prepared myself for the worst so I'll, so i went in thinking okay then i'm not going to be accepted to honors i most probably have to work on this module cuz i don't know the specifics i don't really <laughs> and i don't i didn't really throughout my course at university i didn't really fail a lot of things if that makes sense so i didn't know how things would work if you did fail if that makes sense so i went to go and talk to one of the admin people at my uni I told them look I failed this module what's going to happen and they said um unfortunately then you won't be able to do honors cuz you can't do a third year module and honors at the same time so I was like okay I won't be able to do honors heartbreaking but you know whatever it's fine I can still graduate on time and then they were like so then I was like okay follow up question will I be able to graduate on time and then they were like nope the modules in third term we graduate in april so you won't be able to graduate on time if you haven't finished that module so you'll only be able to graduate the following year and if you want to do honors then you have to do the f- the next year so obviously your girl couldn't take it i mean up until then it was like it was like i was a hamster on a hamster wheel if that makes sense like i was running 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 and then even though like school had stopped with all the projects and assignments um the wheel was still spinning if that makes sense so i'd stopped running i hope this metaphor is making sense <laughs> like um i'd stopped running on the wheel but the wheel was still spinning me around if that makes sense but um so when she said that you won't be able to graduate on time you won't be able to graduate the following year i was pretty bummed out to say the least i <laughs> broke down crying in front of this admin person and i was freaking out because i i don't i don't uh, well a lot of things okay i don't come from south africa i'm actually from botswana so i actually have to get a study visa for every single year i study at my university um and obviously along with the study visa comes you know renting a place and you know all my stuff is in south africa cuz i've lived there for almost like for 3 years in terms of university um so in my mind when she said you won't be able to graduate on time i wasn't thinking about graduation i was thinking about okay what's my plan now because i can't get a study visa for like one term to complete a module if that makes sense 
So what's going to happen with then? Will I have to stay in South Africa for the whole year somehow, some way, and then only return to, you know, campus for that module? Will I have to stay at home? If I'm staying at home, what am I going to do for those months? You know, like I can't just sit around at home doing nothing. I have to keep myself busy because I don't know, like it, it, it won't like how I function is that I have to keep, I have to be doing something. I can't just sit around if that makes sense. Um, because it leads to more anxiety and um I was like okay all my stuff is is in South Africa how am I gonna move it how am I gonna do I pay rent for the whole year do I pay for a couple months it's not like my place is gonna be open like it's not like I can be like to my landlord um can you please keep this place for only third term um um the rest of the year you can rent it out to somebody that doesn't make sense you know like so I was freaking out thinking what am I gonna do like I have no plan now because I'm a planner like I I like to know what's going on most of the time (laughs) like I don't like being um like being I don't like being surprised if that makes sense with things going wrong um so I like to plan things methodically to the point where almost nothing can go wrong i mean i know i know that isn't healthy but that's just the way i work okay that's just the way i work so um so she said uh oh whoops anyway (laughs) so she said no talk to um the head of the department that you failed and then we'll be able to go from there and see what happens so I went to the head of the department obviously you know I sucked up all the rest of my tears because i'm not gonna cry in front of this man because that's embarrassing i mean i already cried in front of this admin worker so i i just i didn't want to embarrass myself even more so i pulled myself together and i walk into his office and i explain okay this is the situation he pulls up the marks and he's like uh no you didn't fail i don't know what you're talking about and i'm like it's said in my online report i failed um it said i got 38 percent. i even talked to my lecturer about it and he said look just la mama and then he said no you didn't fail and he went through all my marks and he said no you didn't fail so i don't know what you're going on about so uh, you're still in honors you're still gonna graduate on time there's nothing for you to worry about and yes my problem was fixed in a in a span of 30 minutes but i don't like the impact of that problem really shifted things a lot if that makes sense like shifted my mind mentally if that makes sense um but um i think after that whole incident or situation i even though the problem was fixed i felt almost I felt like, uh, like I felt like I'd been pushed underwater and been told breathe, 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 and then been brought up, you know. Like I felt, I felt so. I felt like I had no control over the things that I wanted control over, if that makes sense. And there are also, like I said, this is just one situation. There are also other things, obviously, that are happening in my life at this specific time that I don't feel are necessarily to talk about openly and publicly because they, um, yeah, I don't just don't, I don't think it's necessarily right for me to talk about them because um, I've healed from them and it's fine now, but... There were just so many things happening around that time um, that I couldn't necessarily control and it frustrated me. Like there were problems 
that I felt anxious about and I'd wake up feeling anxious about but I knew the only way like I knew I had to be patient and wait because the problem couldn't be solved like it was a long-term problem so like the problem can only be solved like in a couple months or years you know so like there was nothing I could do about them if that makes sense I just have to wait it out but that's frustrating in it too because like who wants to wait like like if if the problem is causing problems now I'm trying not to be specific this problem is causing problems now like you want to deal with it you want to solve it you want to make everything better again if that makes sense um but yeah so that honest situation um like no it was nobody's fault like it was the okay if it was somebody's fault somebody it was the online system report thing that gave me the wrong mark um so it was nobody's fault but it made such a impact on me that like I said I felt like a failure um and I felt like I was incapable of getting things in in my life in order um and um once again I said this is my journey and this is what I've um am was and am going through so that doesn't necessarily mean that if you don't get into honors that you're a failure if you don't graduate on time that you're a failure if you don't make it through high school that you're a failure no I think like I said before like we're all on different journeys in life and and I'm talking specifically about my journey and how how I felt so in my eyes I don't see like I oh it's almost like I have let me think about what I'm gonna say um my point is that we're all on different journeys in life and just because I feel compelled or I feel something or my opinion on something is different or how I feel about certain situations is different or how it how a situation impacts me is different to the way it might um impact you does not necessarily mean you're lesser and I'm greater or the other or vice versa if that makes sense um well on different journeys we're all going different ways different paths you know you know that's how it is <laughs> but um this situation and other situations as I explained um caused a lot of unhappiness um like it I remember people would say um anxiety and depression go hand in hand together and I'd be like uh nah that doesn't make sense like in my mind I was like uh no that that that's a I don't know I think that's like a a fabrication I don't think that's necessarily true for anyone um for everyone but um I can see now how my anxiety led me into depression um, and how almost easy it is for that path to all that for that for those two to be linked. Um, and what I found out is that when you're overly anxious, like when you're when you're when you're anxious to the extent where you're like feeling anxious every single day or you're worrying about the same problem every single day and the solution doesn't come about as immediately or you aren't you aren't happy with the solution that you're given 
it can it can lead you to dwell on those anxious feelings and dwelling leads to sadness and depression so i never i like i never knew those two would link until obviously it happened to me and i was like oh oof oof when a a really dark situation um so um so days after this i found myself being more like almost losing my energy and shine if that makes sense like losing the happiness that's um embedded in me um so i'd i'd wake up feel so almost like even though i just slept i felt even more exhausted once i'd woken up and i wouldn't have the energy to get up and shower or to like cook and i love cooking i wouldn't have the energy i didn't i didn't want to do that i wouldn't i wouldn't push myself to go and exercise because i was like either way if i exercise it's not like it's going to make a significant difference to how i feel now and i just i was constantly sad like it's um like it's it's crazy looking back at it now because like and now that I'm in a better place it's it it seems like I know that wasn't me and I know what I was going through um was so hard and emotionally exhausting on me or for me that it led to me being like that but it's so weird now that I'm happier to see myself like that if that makes sense but um like everything was just so exhausting and the this feeling or the what i was going through was so reminiscent to um when my grandfather passed away which was like um in 2018 i think around july august um my grandfather passed away and through the grieving process obviously you go through a lot of emotions and you know um sometimes when you grieve it can lead to depression and um and um when i was when i was grieving my grandfather's death i was it was the same feeling it was i didn't want to get out of bed i didn't want to go and shower and bath well, i didn't it's not like i didn't want to it's just that they required so much energy that i was like i can't do it i wasn't feeling as hungry um i would like barely eat i would like i would i would like even watching tv um or youtube or anything couldn't distract me from my thoughts like my thoughts were almost so loud that i couldn't see past it like it was kind of like i was always in my head um so when people would talk to me i wouldn't like i wouldn't necessarily hear them because i'd be thinking so loud that i couldn't i couldn't see past that if that makes sense um but um so this well december that was this was happening like early december november so this sad this sad extreme sadness um like it swallowed me in whole if that makes sense like i just don't want any, i don't want to do anything um i just wanted to lie in bed and obviously when you're when you're depressed it's not like it like it's sometimes i think it's hard for people to understand around you especially if they 
know you as the happy... I'm getting emotional. <laughs> um, I think it's hard for people to see you um, sad and like um, almost empty, if that makes sense. Um, but um, that's how I was feeling. And I remember there was a specific day where my groceries ran out and I had to go grocery shopping. And I did not want to go. Like, I did not want to go outside. I did not want to do anything with anybody because I was like this. I don't want to. Like, I even canceled one of the plans with my friends because I was like, I do not. Like, I explained to them the situation. But I was like, I do not want them to see the extent of my sadness. And I also don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I didn't like I didn't want to put a burden on anyone. And also that caused me to bottle up a lot of things. But like I said, this specific day I had to go grocery shopping because my groceries were running out. So even though I wasn't really eating as much, I knew I had to go do it. So I got up that day, obviously woke up crying. Um went to shower was crying in the shower got myself ready was crying while I was getting ready um had to pull it all together go outside go into my car go to the grocery shop buy groceries um and um I had to pull it all together obviously in the grocery store because I don't want to be crying in public because that's embarrassing um and I um got into my car was crying as I was driving myself home do not recommend you do that it's very dangerous <laughs> um got into my flat um and I didn't even unpack my groceries I was just bawling I just took off my shoes got back into bed and was crying and it was just so exhausting like it was like when you're that sad or that depressed like doing anything it's it's waking up getting ready requires so much energy i don't even think if you're not depressed you don't even like you don't even think doing something like that requires so much energy and effort but it does um so that day i decided okay i think i have to go back to therapy because i don't know how to deal and process these things and i need to let all that i've been bottling up out um going through my notes again um so this we're nearing the end of part one um but so i um started therapy again um it's hard finding a therapist no lie and you know this is another thing i was frustrated about um my specific middle colleague i will not point out any names because you know i don't want to be sued or anything but my specific medical aid only covers therapy like you like therapy if you like if it's a state therapist and come on guys not to like bash any state therapist but like come on guys we know that those aren't necessarily the best therapists and i think they said that the nearest one to me was like in another city and i was like dude i don't even have the energy i don't even have the energy to get out of bed now i have to drive myself almost 30 minutes away 
just to go and sit there in a long line because you know how these state things work like they're it's not like they're the best facilities if that makes sense um so i was like and then i've got to drive there i've got to wait in a whole line like like it's just i don't i don't want anything to do with that um and it just made me frustrated because i realized you know when people say um the healthcare system is really messed up like it in that moment when i was like i was depressed and i can say i'm depressed also because my therapist diagnosed me with depression um but like when you're going through the most and you want help be like you're reaching out for help which is very hard can i say in itself reaching out for help is very hard in itself so it should be very it should be very easy to get that help but i think sometimes medical systems or medical i don't know like they don't make it any easier for people and i think that's why a lot of people don't even try reaching out for help i'm not saying that you shouldn't reach out for help you should try you should like i had to ring i uh, think about more than five numbers i think it was i think around the maybe i don't know maybe eighth seventh eighth number then i finally got through to someone who'd actually you know take me in sometime that week um most of the therapists were off on leave and stuff like that but like it sh- i'm not saying you shouldn't try to reach out for help but you should you should like i don't know the system should work in a way that like it should be very easy to get help immediately um but yeah so got to therapist um he's new um my first therapist i'm not going to lie she like she she said she set the standard very high um she was amazing she was like godsend like she's she she was an angel like guys i've never imagine i knew i was blessed because my i love my first therapist like she was so amazing so got a second therapist i went in obviously open um a lot of things came from that therapist um i'll leave that for part 2 stay tuned you know um but this isn't the end of the story i mean like um like i said i'm in a better place now i'm happier um and healthier but it took a while to get to get here and a lot of things have changed in my life Hmm, stay tuned for those changes but um yeah hopefully this year i get to be more consistent with my podcast and um um yeah be more consistent also yeah, I have a lot of things in store. <laughs> but um yeah, so this is the end of the first part as to where have I been um and what's been going on. Um I also um want to give at the end of this um numbers um that people can reach out to if they're, you know, going through the most because you're not alone and like once you once you realize there's a almost I don't want to say a problem but once you realize that you can't take on things on your own like I'm not going to lie things get a lot easier once you've made that mindset shift of I need help like it's not like things will also get easier immediately but there will be a difference um so 
uh here are some numbers so i've already spoken about ad um ad cog ingram depression anxiety um helpline and how i've called called before using them so their number is oh eight zero zero seven zero eight zero nine zero and like i said i've used this one they are pretty cool they're pretty legit um you don't even have to give your real name if that makes sense um and they're really helpful um and also there's an adhd helpline um numbers oh eight zero zero five five four four three three a kessel psychiatric um response unit 24 they're 24 hours and their number is 0861-435-787. Um, then also with substance abuse, um, the number is 0800-121314. And they're 24 hours. And you can also SMS 32312. Um, also, another thing, if you're not taking down these numbers really quickly and you're a little bit confused, I'll put the numbers also in my description. Actually, I'll just do that. Um, I'll put my numbers in the description of this podcast so you can have easy access to it. And like I said, I've used the helpline before, so do not feel ashamed. And I've called on multiple occasions. It's not like I used it once. So don't feel ashamed to reach out for help. Um, but stay tuned for the next podcast. Um, there's a lot that happened. But yeah, I hope you have a good day, good night, whatever you may be listening to this. And bye-bye.